It's Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. All you got to do, dial in 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And you can bring up anything you want to discuss. You can also join us online anytime you want over at freetalklive.com. We have a variety of features waiting for you there. You can enjoy those on us. Unlike a lot of other talk show websites where they want to charge you monthly to use their sites, ours is free. So please go to freetalklive.com. Uh, nobody was here a few moments ago. <laughs> I don't know if he got lost outside when he was smoking a cigarette or whatever. Uh, but Chris, you and I were two of the folks that went out to watch Nobody's Sentencing yesterday morning. Was it yesterday morning? Two days ago. Two days ago. Uh, was it two days ago? It was no, Thursday. Was, yes. was it, it was yesterday. Was it Friday? No, no, it was, it was Friday. It was yesterday. yesterday was Thursday. Yes. Yeah, it so, was Thursday. So we went yesterday morning to the uh, federal court church in Concord, New Hampshire, and watched the uh, the first sentencing in the Crypto Six case. Uh, for listeners that don't know, our studio was raided at six in the morning on March sixteenth, I think it was, twenty twenty one, and you know, cold in New Hampshire at that time, ten degrees outside, I think is uh, is what it was. <laughs> No knock raid. I, I, I still think it was colder than that. Way colder. Okay. Well, no knock raid. Uh, and, you know, they smashed in windows of the, the studio here. They smashed in the side window by the front door. They flew in drones. They had upwards of 50 armed uh, agents that were surrounding the house. Flashbang was 56 used. 56 agents uh, was in one of the, their documents. Wow. The FBI. That, that was just FBI agents, not even not even other law enforcement that was surrounding the house as well. Flashbang was used, a smoke grenade, at least one, probably more than one. Uh, and then some video came out uh, just recently, within the last several, uh, several weeks, which was posted to the Free Keen uh, channel on Odyssey. You can go to video.freekeen.com. You can see that there. Um, is that up on the Crypto6 It, it is. Site? It's on the Crypto6 website okay, now, too. good to know. Thecrypto6.com. You can see some video from the night of that you uh, you recorded, Chris, because you showed up yeah, while it was happening. There's actually three videos there now. Um, so okay. one of them is the interviews that you guys did, and okay. then the video I had of morning of, and then the, the, uh, the, what was it? The security cam footage. Cool. So check that out at thecrypto6.com. That'll get you up to date on what's been going on with the situation. Uh, back in April, they threatened the crypto six, six people were arrested, not all in the same location. They did simultaneous raids on multiple different homes at that time and arrested six uh, people. I was one of them, our co-host, nobody, and four other friends of ours. Uh, they charged us all with a bunch of felonies with, with relation to, you know, completely nonviolent, completely victim, so-called financial crimes related to bitcoin and so that's sort of where this all started and again it was more than a year ago uh i was in jail for a couple months nobody was in jail for six months before they finally let him out on bail and then in april of this year they threatened everybody in the case with more charges so even more felony charges were going to be brought unless people started taking plea deals and so three people decided to go ahead and take a plea and become federal felons for life on completely victimless charges. It, it, it's really amazing uh, the amount of coercion. And yet at the same time, in order to take a plea deal, you have to uh, say that you were not coerced. It's it's it, it you know, it's it's unbelievable. The stuff that they basically are telling you, you have to lie in order to take a plea deal. Yeah, uh, and of course you have to pretend like the lies the truth, otherwise right. they won't take the they won't take the the plea offer. So 
you know, some people decided that they didn't want to deal with this anymore, and I, I never blame anybody for for taking the plea. I've long advocated against it personally, uh, but you know, people got to do what's right for them in the moment or what they feel is most right for them. And nobody is now joining us. Welcome, sir. Yeah, sorry about that. I I, I thought it was six thirty when I went to the store, and I think I went through the Bermuda Triangle or something. <laughs> Time just disappeared. Well, good to have you here. Uh, we were just kind of recapping the whole Crypto 6 situation and talking about uh, a couple, Andy and Renee, and yourself who decided to take the plea mm-hmm. uh, rather than face even more charges and God knows how much longer and all of the stress of having all that hanging over you. You had already spent six months behind bars. And so mm-hmm. the idea that they were pitching to you was hey, you take this plea and you probably will get time served, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, the downside is you're now a federal felon for life, which you were just a state-level mm-hmm. felon previously for selling cannabis. State yeah. felonies can be nullified or uh, annulled, mm-hmm. but not federal ones. Well, federal felonies can be seceded from. This is true. <laughs> Where? This is true. Right. That's, that's good. That's that is good. the only way out. Yes. Uh, yeah, okay. check out nhexit.us yeah. for more information on that one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, very, very important. Very important. So this was uh, the week. So again, you made that decision back in April, and uh, and so th- so they dropped it down to just one charge of quote unquote wire fraud, which you referred to later as contempt of bank, yeah. because there wasn't actually a victim of this wire fraud. They're claiming the banks are the victims, which which even during one of the hearings, the uh, the prosecutor admitted that there there was no financial loss to the the, the so called yeah. victim. I I think it was the probation officer in the sentencing report. Who, uh, hmm. or at least he's one of the people. The prosecutor who, in who the case no... during the oh, really? uh, motion. Yeah, to... didn't Sisti ask her at one point, and she had to admit it? Yes, she I did. Uh, mm. That was the motion to uh, change the sense. Uh, no, change the what was it? The the plea. It was the motion to change the plea hearing um huh. for you that oh then it wasn't where, sisty i don't know who who asked where, where is when it happened i think the judge asked didn't the, wasn't it the judge that asked see it's the damn problem with yeah. these federal court hearings <laughs> is we can't go back and oh well, let's check the video because they don't yeah. let anybody record video their cameras wouldn't it be are nice if he could have a speedy and public trial yeah wouldn't it uh, we actually, <laughs> somebody wrote that in the constitution thinking it might actually happen but surprise <laughs> i actually did some research on the court rule because it's just a court rule that says no video, right? Yep. No recording. And, and there record. have been, um, at certain points, trial federal trials that have been filmed. It's just they don't allow it currently, right? And so I think it was it trialed, that. sort of, is how they phrased it. What happened? Well, they don't want it done in cases that are going to make them look bad, also, which is a lot of them. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but here's the thing: what they did was, I think it tracks uh, goes back to 1946, and what happened was there were some filming of some trials. And some of the defendants used that as an appeal. And they said, well, because there were cameras in the courtroom, it changed how the witnesses behaved. And so, therefore, I you know, need to get another trial or have my conviction overturned because – and I don't remember all the details, but that was essentially what they were saying was that mm. somehow having it public prejudiced the whole situation against the defendant. And so that's the excuse that they used I – mean- they actually have if, the they had the balls to say that we're prohibiting 
recording devices to protect the defendants. You know, if, if that was well, the truth, the right? The easy solution to that then is to say, well, if you people want to film this thing, you need to you need to sign a waiver that says you will not appeal That's on right, those right, grounds. Yeah, which and, I'd be more than happy and, to do. And here's the thing. What happens if you guys wanted to film, right? Like, like no go. personally, you yep. personally wanted to film your own trial. Can't be done. Yeah. And, you know, I, I did talk to my attorney about, about this, it. and he didn't mm. seem like he wanted to do anything. Didn't just didn't think anything could be done yeah. uh, about it, because this is an issue that, the you know, basically the Supreme Court sets. So I don't know if there is any easy way to challenge that in any way, shape, or form. It's hmm. it's just one of those things that, mm-hmm. I mean, it's been almost, a, not quite 100 years, you know, 80 years almost that this rule has been in effect. You cannot even take a picture. You can't I mean, do video. You can't do audio. There's... I, you know, it, what I would imagine would happen is you'd have to put some sort of motion in, and then you would have to appeal the motion uh, because they're going to rule against you because it's the Supreme Court, and you'd have mm-hmm. to get it all the way back up to the Supreme Court right. and hope that they take it. And then there's like less than one percent chance that they would actually take, you know, take it on, on appeal. And then yeah. they would have to also change, you know, override their prior ruling. And that's possible. And odds are it wouldn't happen before the trial. It, yeah, the odds <laughs> are it wouldn't happen. Um, and which is why, which is why it's so difficult to change things once they're set in stone like this. Yeah. Um, I mean. It's not that it's impossible, but for somebody to have a trial, be going through all of this, you know, garbage. Um, and and then also, you know, and, and this is this is interesting because you guys are activists. Like, if anybody's going to try that, it's going to be somebody mm-hmm. like you. But how often do you get an activist, you know, taking something to trial? Very rarely. Yeah. So if it's not now, it's never going to happen. We got more coming up here, and uh, we, we haven't really even gotten into what happened at the hearing this week for nobody's sentencing. Uh, but basically, his case is uh, pretty much closed. There's still a couple years of probation to deal with, uh, but he can use crypto again, which is great news for him. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and the phones are open here. You can join us at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up, the FBI is just... Their public relations needs some help. Uh, they need to stop going after victimless people, but they don't. They've got a real <laughs> thing for going after people's money and their property, and we're going to get into a story about them raiding a company that offered essentially private safe deposit boxes, or at least what were supposed to be private. Uh, now the federal government has their hands all over it. That happened last year. There's an update in that story. We'll share that with you on the way here. Of course, the FBI was primarily the agency involved in raiding uh, the Crypto 6, which was you and I, nobody, and four of our uh, closest friends. Three of the Crypto 6 have taken plea deals. A fourth was dropped from the case, and she got. I think she had to pay some large amount of money in order to get them to leave her alone. But uh, that's my understanding of hearing through the rumor mill what uh, what happened with her. And the theory is that they didn't want to call a 60-plus-year-old woman in a case where they're going to be claiming that uh, the defendants were taking advantage of, of elderly people. But who knows what their real reason was for dropping those charges. But So they dropped the charges on one of the six. Three of the six took a guilty plea on one count of so-called wire fraud. I, I, I believe the rumor is <clears throat> partially correct and partially false um, mm. in that that was their proposed plea agreement, mm-hmm. and that did not actually happen. 
So she didn't have to pay. I believe that's correct. Oh, that's great news. I'm really glad to hear yeah. that. Yeah, they uh, they literally just dropped the case without her accepting it. Oh, thank goodness. I'm really glad to hear that. Uh, so, but they're gonna make you pay. Nobody. They stole a bunch of stuff when they raided uh, our houses mm-hmm. in March of uh, 2021, including a lot of gold and silver, including gold backs. Uh, mm-hmm. from your house they took all all the stuff like that from this side of the house and we're in a duplex and they took it from your side as well and part of the plea arrangement was that you will have to forfeit those items along with what was it ten thousand dollars worth of cryptocurrency or something um yeah so basically my my net worth yesterday was uh was fifteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and now the federal government is going to steal twelve of it. Yeah, so, you, uh, you really have to wonder about these, you know, government goons because you know they're going after somebody with fifteen grand in the in. That, you know, they spent millions, in by their the bank. way, in this right. investigation. They're, they're spending millions of dollars going after people with fifteen grand. Is this really a good use of your? tax dollars that they well, also the stole the thing is it's not their money that's right they don't care it's just like you know that's why it makes sense for you know by uh hunter biden to take a hundred million from the ukrainians and his father to pump a hundred billion back into the ukraine mm-hmm. that's a thousand to one <laughs> profit margin but it doesn't matter to the to the bidens because they get to steal all they want from us yeah mm-hmm. i i, I would just i was blown away was it the sentencing hearing i forget they didn't use i don't think it was the term indigent indigent that that means like mentally handicapped or something like that or, or maybe it is no no, no maybe These they are poor but they were they were asking actually are that's you, ironic because that's actually my papal name is pope, pope indigent. indigent well but that's the funny <laughs> thing it's like the judge was literally asking about like are you indigent and it's like well hold on wait a minute not yet if if if, if um you know if that's the case right and it's assumed effectively that you know you are then that means effectively probably the government mostly goes after people who don't have the money in the you know by the time you get to this point in the trial you don't have any money so what's sure, the they po- take it from right. you <laughs> you're basically you're basically punished you know uh without having a conviction even that's right um yep. i've been on bail conditions that have been highly restrictive for the last 18 months r- roughly, right at this point. right but it, it then begs the question of well what's the point of the trial i mean you've already you know you've already destroyed somebody's life uh you know you've already made them indigent 13 months. um well <laughs> It's a little long, uh, but you get the point that yeah, I'm making, the, right? Well, like the, the old statement is, you can't, you can beat the rap, but you can't beat the ride. Meaning right. that whenever the cops want to, you know, and it's true at the federal level as it is at the the state level. It's just worse at the federal level sure. in a lot of cases because they're just nastier and they're 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 just they know how to screw people even harder, and they have various different ways to do it. Uh, but even just on a typical police arrest, like if they catch you and release you. Well, you don't get the time back, right? Like right. if they take you off the streets from a protest, trump up some BS charge, and then you know later just let you walk and drop the charges, which isn't even that unusual. And yeah. sometimes if they really want to, you know, uh, hurt you, they will actually make you go through the trial, right? As sure. opposed to dropping, even it though they're going to lose it or whatever. Right. And right. Like there's no there's no punishment to a prosecuting attorney for the state for losing a trial. There, right. I there's mean, no. It's- it's more than likely, and they do this all the time. Uh, they will arrest somebody who's protesting. Force them to pay for a lawyer, which will probably cost you know two, three, four thousand um, dollars, and then they'll drop the case. That's and right. It, it's like <laughs> then all and, the stress, all the time, right. all the money, it's gone, and you don't get it back. You don't get to sue them because all they have nope. to say is, "Oh, well, we're just doing our jobs, and we we were doing the best we could, and, and we had good intentions." And, and the point, the, the point in in that situation is that's for a insignificant 
charge, mm-hmm. right, usually. Like a state okay. charge. Right, that's for like a disorderly conduct type of charge. Or, yeah. you know, even though you weren't disorderly, even though they can't prove it, which is why they drop it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but then what happens when they really want to go after you? They just, they just, you know, yeah. they, they uh, you know, they drum up more charges, my even favorite, if there's no basis for them. My favorite arrest is I got arrested for being a felon in possession of a garden tool because mm-hmm. I had oh, yeah, a I remember uh, that. machete in my trunk. So they go through the whole trial, um, and were you actually uh, tried I mean, on not that? not through the trial, but we go up to to the day of trial. Yeah, and they're insisting they're going to push this thing. They're going to push this thing. Day of trial, they drop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's been then <laughs> then that's not the end of the story. Then they come back, they get an indictment on the same damn charge, arrest Double me jeopardy. as I'm going into the, uh, well, no, because jeopardy doesn't attach until the first witness uh, starts giving oh testimony. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> the, uh, um, so then they arrest me on a Friday as I'm going into court, actually, to change my name to nobody, drag me back to, uh, to Manchester. Um, did you sir, hold me in jail for two days? Was that twice they held I'm going to tell the story here. Don't Sorry. worry. Um, hold me in jail for two days. Um, Get an indictment, so I get back with my lawyer and do all this thing. And when it gets to the day of trial, they drop it again <laughs> because these scumbags know they don't have a leg to stand on. They never did. So that was twice that you ended up yeah, in a cage. Two false arrests. Wow. And no and compensation. The, the, the people who did that should be in prison. Yeah, absolutely. But they're not. They didn't even get fined. Probably didn't get even no. a smack on the hand. No, they'll never get anything for it. No, that's their. And that's, and that's why eventually the people are going to rise up in this country, and there's going to be guillotines, and I will personally enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that's not man. to say that those people don't, uh, you know, deserve some sort of bad karma. Uh, you know, like I said, I don't think violence is the solution, but that you're right, nobody. If people are pushed well, far enough, that's what's way. going to happen. Violence may not be the solution. But I'm going to offer them just as much protection as they've offered me all yeah. my life. Yeah, I certainly would not lift a finger to uh, to assist any yeah, my, of those people. My eyes won't be getting wet uh, when they, uh, yeah. <laughs> the number is 603-283-6160. Because the fact is, humans are animals. And, uh, you know, if you push them far enough, you corner enough of them, some are going to lash out. Uh, and the number is 603-283-6160. If you want to join the show, we got more on the, the plea situation with the Crypto 6, with nobody being the first. And that happened just yesterday morning. It's Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com this is free talk live and you can join us here the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 in the studio with you tonight it's ian nobody and chris we are talking about the federal government gang and their attacks on peaceful people we'll get into the fbi 
raiding the safe deposit box company out in California last year. What is the FBI trying to hide about that raid, according to Reason Magazine? we got that story on the way here. But first, we're talking about the raid on our studio uh, that happened last year, the Crypto 6 case. You can go to thecrypto6.com to learn more about what transpired. But to catch you up to date, it was yesterday morning when uh, nobody, our co-host here, took the very first plea deal in that particular case. Three are going to plea. One of those three did. So there's two more pleas to come. That'll be late August at this time. They had to reschedule theirs due to personal circumstances. So that'll be uh, toward the end of August when Renee and Andy are expected also to take a plea to so-called wire fraud. And normally, if you were to look at the wire fraud charge... Now, nobody, you had to agree that you were guilty of this in order for them to accept mm-hmm. your plea. And, you know, there was, it was an interesting hearing. And again, there's no video because it's federal court. I wish there was because it would be really educational and people could learn stuff from watching these, these trials. Uh, but the judge basically put you on the spot mm-hmm. and had you confirmed that you really are guilty of uh, the so-called wire fraud charge. <laughs> and you weren't mm. being coerced. <laughs> and that, yeah, that you weren't under threat. <laughs> that was the humorous part at the at the motion to change, you know, the um, plea deal. That was that was the humorous part. Yeah, I think and I your said response, something about that, Your too. response well, yeah, I am was under threat. hilarious because you could not say uh, that, you, that you weren't being coerced. <laughs> so you had to say something like, well, you know outside of what you mean or something you know by coercion yeah. <laughs> because the government doesn't outside consider of it the threat of, of prosecution right right um, yeah. and you did say that right yeah. <laughs> and uh and he didn't cancel the plea deal hearing after the that. the judge did like you could see the expression on his face he was thinking about that for a moment and he was like yeah okay i know exactly what he means and <laughs> because it, it wasn't uh it wasn't just a simple uh no to the answer to the question right so and he fully he fully understood because he had to think about it for just a moment Mm. but he's like oh who am i talking to i'm talking to a guy who sees everything different he's an activist right like yeah so yeah it was it was pretty good yeah and you know that's i mean humor humor and learning are i think wired to the same to the same circuits, I, um, I've I've been known to say, and I think it's I think it's close to true that laughter is your reward for the recognition of error. Yeah, it, um, and so it if you can give somebody that little pause to say, what does he mean? Oh, yeah, I see what he means. Yeah, it, um, it's there has been so many great, uh, you know entertaining aspects to the hearings right i, I can only imagine what the trial is going to be like but oh, just you should have some of my earlier trials it's so unfortunate <laughs> you can see those they're online yeah, because they're the state, state courts ones. yeah um it's so unfortunate that it isn't being filmed we mm-hmm. can't film it because the fed you know won't let us do we have the uh i don't think we got the if you're happy and you know it trial um on the if you're happy film. and you know it rattle your chains that yeah. one yeah I can't yeah. believe we didn't get that. I mean, I think we got that. Maybe, it's got to be out there. Maybe we did. I'll have to look There's online definitely and see if it's up video there. Video in the in the yeah. um, the state uh, liquor store the, of that. The thing is, is, we well, that wasn't liquor. That wasn't liquor uh, no. Store. That was what a, what that happened was is I oh, was, it was I was before the judge. I'd been in jail for wasn't for it a Burke few weeks. in Keene? Yeah, it yeah. was Burke. Um, 
and uh, and he said, well, I'm going to set your bond at $2,000. What do you think of that? And I said, if you're happy and you know it, wrap your chains. <laughs> and then you did. And, and started rattling my shackles. And uh, he said, I'm going to make it 5000 <laughs> So when you look at the the charge of so-called wire fraud, you can search for elements of wire fraud, right? Because in every criminal charge, there's always certain things they have to prove if you were to go to trial. Now, they don't have to prove anything if you take a plea. But if they were to go to trial, they have to prove certain things. And one of the the number one thing they have to prove is the defendant voluntarily and intentionally devised or participated in a scheme to defraud another out of money. Now, there are some court decisions that have said that property also is included, right? So, you know, obviously, if you're trying to defraud somebody out you of their car... You would think that it would yeah. say that if that's what they were meant? It doesn't, but there's, there's court, court, you know, there's court cases mm. Yeah, they like to redefine words. And the thing is, it doesn't really mean defraud in, in, the, uh, in the common sense, because... You you don't have normally in order to pro, to uh, to prove a fraud case an ordinary fraud case mm-hmm. you have to prove um, that this person was deprived of some property that they should have had. That's not and, true because you can also get charged with this if you simply attempted it. So they don't. Uh, have, isn't that a different or, charge? Or that, or 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 that that was the the intention, the intent. right? But the thing about wire fraud. fraud is anything you say to a bank that is inaccurate constitutes fraud. That's what even they're saying. If they're not defrauded, yeah, that's that's what they're I saying. Mean, in I, this I case. think they're doing even more than that. They're saying even if you tell the truth, you're still committing fraud. Um, but well, they're I, not making that I accusation. Think so. I think they're alluding what they're saying to it. Is what they what they're saying is, and they haven't come right out and said this, but yeah, but sure. based on my research into wire fraud cases, they're saying that it, even if you don't tell the whole truth, they consider it fraud. So if they ask you, "What's this wire transfer for, sir?" and you don't tell them exactly what it so is for, when, when they ask me and I say it's for business, that's fraud. They could charge you with that. That's yeah, I insane. Think so. I think so. That's insane. I, I don't think that. I don't. I don't. I think they would have a very hard time prosecuting that particular. Well, that's the thing. We think they're uh, going to have a hard state. time prosecuting this as well because the the wire fraud allegations in this case are about that ridiculous. Like they're about that level oh, yeah. of of absurd. And yeah. so, you know, another question that we haven't really found out yet, but it's likely. That there's never been a case like this before where, like, normally wire fraud's brought oh, yeah. when somebody tries to defraud some person out of their bank account or or some other kind of money or, well, or property or whatever. They keep alluding to, you know, these these victims that aren't even, you know, they're effectively saying the, the, the banks are the victims, but then they allude to these other victims that have nothing to do with the Crypto 6. That's, that's the other thing that's just that You're talking about people that got ripped off by online scammers and and then ultimately bought some Bitcoin. Right, but it has nothing to do with the crypto sex. That's it's, correct. It's, it's yeah. some other They're party. They're trying to tar doing, us it's with like, that. Basically. It's like saying because somebody, uh, a scammer used the bank, right? The mm-hmm. bank is the somehow bank manager should be fraud. charged. Right. Or, or another example of this would be a lot of times the online scammers, they won't have their victims buy Bitcoin. But that happens a lot. But they'll have the the victim go down to CVS or yep. Target or Walmart and buy prepaid gift cards, which you can get usually a five hundred to a thousand dollar limit or something like that. And they walk through a checkout lane, 
which I tested this, by the way, at CVS. You can go to the automated checkout and put one of those gift cards up there. And all that it does is it flashes up a message on the screen saying, you're not being a oh, victim yeah. of a scam, are you? Press and, yes to continue. And, and, the crazy and, thing, and the crazy thing about that is the vending machines all had uh, you know big signs up. I, have pic- I, have pic- I literally have pictures of them yeah. you know, warning users that you may be you know, a victim of fraud. I don't remember exact words, but it's basically something akin to that. So you, and I think, you were, I think those machines were, had that before the CVSs had the um, signs up. Because I remember going into a CVS and they didn't, or maybe it was a different store, but not all of the stores that sell the like Visa prepaid type cards or even ask you the question. Yeah, they, even, they don't even ask mm-hmm. you that question yeah. or have any signs. But they're not charging the target manager who sold this one guy that I know of, one of the the, uh, the victims of these online scammers, bought yep. like sixteen thousand dollars worth of gift cards at Target. How do you even do that? You go on multiple uh, multiple multiple trips, or oh, you uh, yeah, okay. or you buy right. you know yep. you, or you just buy a bunch of them and they just don't know what to do about it because ultimately, even though they may be suspicious, it's like, well, okay, you're not being scammed, are you, sir? Yeah. Oh, no, no, this is for my online lover. Well, you know, there's such a thing as a romance scam, right? Have you heard of romance scam? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, this is for real. This is my wife, my online wife. <laughs> and, then, and then it's like, sell me these cards, and you, you want to do what your customer wants you to do in that case. Yeah, and most of the so, time they'll mislead you anyway. The, the, yeah, they will. Yeah. There's more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open here, and you can join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And nobody. And Chris. We are talking sort of generally about the Crypto 6 case. Uh, we're not allowed to... Well, you're not under these restrictions now, nobody, because you've uh, you've completed your plea deal. The sentencing has happened as of yesterday morning, so yeah. you don't have the same pretrial restrictions that I do. I'm not allowed to discuss the case. What does that mean exactly? I, I presume you know? it means I can't talk about the, the parts that aren't public, right? Like okay. I can't talk about the discovery or you know that sure. that kind of thing but there's no reason why i can't comment on the the indictment for instance which is completely public and, yeah. and anybody can can read that uh but obviously you you still have to be careful in those, sure. those sorts of circumstances so we're talking about the quote-unquote wire fraud charge that you did take a, a guilty plea to and what they're doing here with this case from the from the side of the feds that i can tell is basically the regulatory agencies are saying we want to regulate Bitcoin. And so FinCEN, the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, and we're seeing it with SEC with the library case as well, which oh, yeah. you attended last week, didn't I you? I did attend that. Did, we didn't talk about that at all. Did I we not talk about that? I don't think we did. Well, let's get to that coming, okay, up here, yeah. coming up here in a bit. Um, but uh, in that case, that's a civil case. There's no criminal charges at this time. I think they can bring criminal charges. So you were actually right. And I asked Jeremy about this and he said that you were what you said there's basically there's only uh it's only a civil case and it's only against library he not is not personally, personally right. um uh, liable or charged either civilly right. or criminally so which which is the opposite of what i thought i thought both library and Mm-mm. um uh jeremy were charged criminally no and i thought i think i was thinking civilly for for library as well or something like that but no, it's just a civil case in the case of library. In our case, uh, Ari and I are facing uh, combined hundreds of years in prison. 
if all of us were you know sentenced to the maximum which to be fair even if we were found guilty we probably won't be getting maximum sentences but that's how serious these things are this one wire fraud charge that you just got sentenced on nobody has a maximum of 30 years in prison that's crazy and it's only 20 if it's not involving a financial institution but if the the quote-unquote wire fraud involves a financial institution, it instantly goes up to 30 years. Well, I mean, the the banks own the politicians, mm-hmm. so they get lots I mean, of special, special protection. You, special okay. protection. Let's, it's interesting, because <laughs> you can rob a poor person to death, mm-hmm. but don't you dare rob somebody who's filthy rich. Right. I'm going to ask a question <laughs> I, I sort of already know the answer to, but how do you commit wire fraud without a bank? Oh, oh! Uh, any communi- any communication yeah. over the over a telephone makes it wire fraud. It any doesn't have to be a wire transfer. Yeah, any interstate communication, phone, uh, internet, email. You know, you you name it. Whatever goes across state lines. It, maybe I'm. Maybe it's me that's that that's mistaken. But I think most people understand wire fraud to mean like a wire transfer. No, that's not correct no. at all. Do most people think? Do you guys think most people think that wire fraud? I don't fraud think means most people have ever even heard of these things. Well, yeah. Heard of wire fraud? Interesting. Um, there, they, I mean, well, you. It is. It's not uncommon. Like Thanos, mm-hmm. the woman who did the blood company. Uh, she she tried to be a cut rate Steve Jobs. I don't know if okay. you remember. Probably a psychopath. Um, but uh, that's what they charge her with. Was uh, oh, there's a lot of people fraud. that get charged yeah. with it, but I think just most people don't pay attention to yeah. criminal indictments or or whatever. Um, but wire fraud's sort of the newer version of mail fraud. You know, pr- prior to you being able to talk on a phone, there were people that were scamming people over mail, and so they came up with mail fraud. And basically, they have the same, el- very similar so elements. It's just instead of the mail, it would be remote, phone calls, some or, sort of remote communications, and mm-hmm. involving fraud. Correct. Yeah, you cannot be charged with wire fraud if you scam somebody face-to-face right. because there's no electronic yep. uh, communication in that case. Yeah, that's why. That was the key word why I said remote. <laughs> but what I think all this comes down to, whether it's the SEC or FinCEN, the FBI, of course, doing their uh, their bidding in this, this case, this is the regulatory agencies are basically claiming, well, we have the right to regulate Bitcoin, even though Congress hadn't done anything about that. So we're going to shoehorn cryptocurrency and Bitcoin into these decades-old laws that are on the books about money transmission or do you, do you know are they considering that a like a reinterpretation how are they phrasing it are they phrasing it as a reinterpretation no they're just interpreting it in their favor so that's what they're doing is they're they're interpreting the existing statutes yep. to say well we can do this too but are they they're not calling it a reinterpretation I don't think so. I mean, that's it is ultimately a reinterpretation. Well, that's but what it's I just mean. How like, they interpret the it, statutes? Obviously, it didn't exist at the time. So, Correct. Yeah, so cryptocurrency it, didn't come out until two thousand nine. Yeah, these it, statutes just, were written in the nineties. It just seems so 90s. weird that they're they're like they're not or it, earlier. Yeah, I don't know. I've actually heard them say it's a, a reinterpretation. Either it doesn't matter but, if it's a reinterpretation or not. They are interpreting the statutes to well, say okay. they can do so, these things. The, the and reason, so what they do, Chris, yep. is they bring charges against people and they say. This is what we think is going to, you know, we think this is going to fly in front of a jury and most people take a plea deal. So they never actually, these tri- trials almost never go to actual trial. In the case of the, so they get their way. The FCC and internet service providers, they have literally said that they're reinterpreting, mm-hmm. um, you know, the the law that authorizes them to and Maybe they would use regulate. that word here. I don't know. And, and that's why I was kind of curious if they had used that word in this particular situation, if anybody had heard that. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't. I don't know, and I don't think that really matters. Ultimately, it's, it doesn't. It's what it doesn't. Doing, we but. had a deal. 
I have changed the deal. Pray I do not alter it further. That's exactly, I think that's kind of what I'm trying to say. It's like what I'm trying to point out is that they're cha- they're sort of changing the deal on you. Yeah. Well, it was never a deal because I never had an agreement with them in the first place. But they are just... That's they, very libertarian there's of a, you. <laughs> there's a new thing that has been invented. Yep. And the bureaucrats say, mm-hmm. oh, this old law... We can make this fit, and then they just, you know, yeah, start yeah. charging people with things and see what happens. And yep. the damn gall of the whole thing. We didn't build Bitcoin for them. We built it so that we could trade outside of their crippled, impoverishing market, you know, so that we could have a way where we would actually have opportunities Mm -hmm. because all of the opportunities have been taken away in the outside market. It's not capitalism because in capitalism, everybody's free to trade. It's cronyism. And in their system, only a few people get to trade and the rest of us are, are their property. The way you worded it at the sentencing hearing, I thought was perfect actually. Um, it, you you uh, you explained that your ordinary individual is not allowed to invest without permission effectively, and yeah. there's literally uh, a requirement. You have to have like a million dollars. You have basically. to be yeah. a, a thing called a qualified investor, accredited, I think, uh, or accredited, accredited yeah. of investor. Yeah. Can you yeah, explain that to us? Another a bit. term, but basically, I think it's important. You have to prove that you have like a million dollars in assets, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden. All these opportunities open, open up. up to you yep. that the peasants aren't allowed to access. That's right. And that crypto changes that. Uh, crypto ends well, that process. Well, it did. Well, it still but, does. It still does. It's just the U.S. is trying to crack well, down. I mean, it doesn't totally fix the problems. You, you're, you, you can sort of invest in crypto, but you can't invest in other things. It doesn't enable that. It doesn't solve that underlying problem. Well, it, there are some solutions to that, Chris. There are things out there oh, I'm in, curious. What, uh, in decentralized finance. What are we talking about? So, for instance... Uh, uh, there's something if if you wanted to uh, to start a company, for example, issues a stock as a token. But That's don't they thing. consider that an IPO or something of that nature? Um, and they'll well, still go I mean, after? once the scumbags are involved, then <laughs> yeah, all do opportunity in is gone because that's their job. It's the just us system. There's a two can it, trade it, in this okay, system. Okay, so what you're saying us. is it allows people to get around it, but not legally necessarily. I don't know uh, what the yeah. law is, so I can't say for sure whether it's legal or not. But I would say They're if not. you want to be they safer, you're certainly not a call it a, call it a security. If you want to be safer, yeah. you shouldn't be in the United States while offering <laughs> or or doing these things. Uh, but if you want to be safe, you can't allow the United States government to continue to exist. Well, yeah. because to, it will go after you no matter where you yeah, are. I want to answer you don't your have question. to be American. So, yeah. so I've heard of these things out there. Personally, I'm not interested in them, and I couldn't legally get into them anyway. But there are. <laughs> Um, and I don't know what the right word is, but there's sort of these digital equivalents to stocks. So let's say I- you want to. No, no, no. Listen for just a moment. Yep. Uh, there's a digital equivalent to a stock. So let's say you wanted to buy Tesla, yeah. the stock of Tesla, but you don't want to get into the stock market because mm-hmm. of all the regulations and ID and know your customer and all this. There, and I don't know which 
blockchain it's on. I just know that this exists out there somewhere. So if you're interested, you'll have to look on, into it on your own. But there's essentially the digital equivalent of a stock. So, for instance, people in, chi- in China or Japan cannot easily buy U.S. stock market stocks. But yeah. they can get these digital tokens that are essentially tied to the value of those stocks. Are, this isn't NFTs, right? No. Uh, it's something no, it's else. Not NFTs. It's some hmm. sort of... NFTs punk pictures of monkeys. Some kind of stock equivalent, basically, where you can essentially buy and trade stocks without having to do it on the stock market. Interesting. Through cryptocurrency. So that's one other example. Uh, there's more coming up. Stable coin. There's more. Yeah, right. More coming up. Free talk. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and the phones are open here. You're invited. And if you want to join us, the number is 603-283-6160. Coming up, the FBI targeting American safe deposit boxes, not at a bank, but at a private company. This happened over a year ago. Competing with the banks. Don't they know that's a crime? Yep, and they're getting punished for it, even without any criminal charges being brought against people who had their property seized. We'll talk about that I mean, on the way. That's the case where they've already ruled it was illegal. Did they rule that about? They this? ruled. The judge said it was illegal. What they did, the whole the um, what is it? The the raid. Uh, they basically did not comply with the order that authorized the search in the first place. Really? And all those boxes they searched illegally. Have they given any of the stuff back? What if people started hiring <laughs> criminals to protect them from the government? That's a good question. It makes more sense. The criminals are much less destructive, and they don't expect to have like private jets and all. You got an updated story on that, right? We're going to get into that here, but first we do have Olivia on the line. Plus, uh, you and I are going to get into the library thing, because you were there at the library here yes, last right. week, and I don't think we got at into the library? it last Last week uh, at the federal court gang church building. We go first to Olivia in Arizona, though. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, I called about Leonard Peltier, but really quick, I wanted to say congratulations to avoiding jail time and best of luck to Ian and Aria on their on their case. Um, I think it's more accurate to say congratulations on avoiding more jail time. Yeah, so, I was thinking the same yeah, I didn't avoid all of it. <laughs> Technically, he was sentenced to what they call time served, which was nearly six months. Which is uh, behind kind bars. of humorous considering that the judge says it was illegal. <laughs> he said that, but he also yep. defended the uh, magistrate who sentenced nobody. Or, he or did, but he also admitted that it was illegal. He yeah, was illegally detained. Yep. All right, so my, what, my what, one, what was uh, on oh, your mind? My one concern is that now that now that you have like a felony on your record, it'll be easier for them to cause more trouble 
the feds to come and make more trouble later and say, look, this guy's a felon. They can do that. Yeah. Well, and they did that this time because I already had a felony for selling weed. I'm a bad man. (laughs) (laughs) Who's never harmed uh, another person. but, uh, But I've engaged in voluntary transactions that arbitrary people who weren't minding their own damn business didn't like oh yeah it's worth pointing out right now the very same federal government gang is offering to trade an an alleged arms dealer a russian arms dealer for a wmba uh player who the russians caught with cannabis oil so they the russians arrested a girl who was trying to come into russia with cannabis oil she's facing a decade behind bars in russia for this and the u.s federal government has offered to to give up the guy that they made a movie about called lord of war nicholas cage played somebody that was based apparently on this character who's alleged you know arms trafficker they're going to give that person up if russia agrees to the uh, the trade in order to get a to get a wmba star back to to try to prevent her from going to russian prison for something that they put tens of thousands of americans into federal prison uh, cages every single year here in the united states i think it's closer to 300,000 is it that many of them? Because I think there's only 200,000 federal uh, prisoners. So I think you, you're probably thinking I'm, of I'm probably state thinking state as well. and federal. Yeah, I was just thinking of the feds directly because it's just ridiculous hypocrisy uh, that is going on yeah. here. When we do it, it's fine. But when Russia does it, it's horrible. Well, I mean, the same thing with Iraq and the Ukraine. What makes the Ukraine a more egregious invasion than Iraq was? Why why isn't George Bush in prison? Why isn't he under sanctions? Why hasn't somebody just clubbed him one? Why didn't McDonald's pull out of the United States? Close all their stores. It's so weird that they're trading prisoners like that. Like... Like somebody doesn't. They're think, trying to. Yeah, the deal hasn't been struck. I understand, but it's just like they're trading prisoners. Like it's not even like they're I trading what spies. Russia would want this guy for though. I mean, is it they they want him so they can put him in prison, or is it? I don't know the whole story behind him. They want it. They want him to sell him to sell them some arms because you know the Chinese will do that all day. I, I somehow doubt it. The guy was working, uh, you know, he's part of this system, I'm sure. And they I don't know all back. the details. His name is Victor Boot. He's known as the Merchant of Death. I have a story about that, too, but it wasn't in, you know, show prep for I mean, tonight. It, here's the thing. It, Russia is, you know, it's it's a mafia, but more of the type of gang that you think of that's like, you know, street gang or something of that nature than your typical government gang. It's mm. It's, you know... It's They're very more bizarre than most governments. Yeah, they don't, exactly. They don't it's it's try and hide what they are as carefully. Yeah, Boot is a former Soviet military officer, so he was one of them. He was yeah. one of the Soviets. Yeah, go uh, And currently serving a 25 year prison sentence on charges of conspiring to kill Americans, acquire and export anti aircraft missiles, and provide material support to a terrorist organization. Uh, and Boot, Boot, by the way, has maintained he's innocent, but just presuming he is all of those things, presuming mm. that he was legitimately found guilty and sentenced to 25 years behind bars they're literally willing to trade a potential like murderer or something in order to get a pot possessing person back into the united states and then let her free supposedly unless they're actually planning to charge her here in the united states for possession of marijuana oil uh because they sure as hell aren't going to let anybody out of jail for that in the united states and and the, the funny thing is she hates america does she yeah 
She's got, uh, I don't know if you've seen her, she's got Russian the Russian commie stars tattooed on oh, her. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Uh, she, uh, wow. she was uh, saying when she was playing that she didn't want the anthem played at games. <laughs> now, now, none of her. this bothers me, <laughs> yeah. because I hate the United States government. I love we're the not country. Yeah, we're I so hate the government. Maybe, maybe the but, U.S. government. You know, she's getting exactly what she wanted. She mm-hmm. wanted she to wanted go the live in a tyrannical <laughs> state. Uh, well... I wonder what she wants. She gets. Mm-hmm. I don't like it any better than the rest of you men. I, I, um, <laughs> I wonder if the U.S. government wants her more than for some reason, for some political reason, you know, more than they want the, the Lord of War guy. Well, obviously. Yeah. But why? Well, if they're going to make know. the trade, that, that's, that's I don't know. implied. I, it's a good question. Like, I, I am curious as to why they want this this person um, because it's, I don't know if they want to probably related to a politician or yeah, I, something. I, I, or... It's well, I mean, it could be that, or it could be that the government wants to persecute her or something else. It could be either or, right? I mean, it, it could, it could be. Let's go to your calls are here. Uh, Olivia's still on the line. Did, did you oh. get to your point, Olivia? I'm not sure if you did. <laughs> I, I did not. <laughs> okay. What were you calling about? Um, you guys are really good about bringing attention to Ross Ulbricht's case. But there's somebody I really wish you guys would cover, and that is Native American activist Leonard Peltier. He's, uh, I believe, Lakota Sioux Indian. Um, He was accused of shooting an FBI agent, but the whole trial was a complete travesty. They had inconsistencies all over the place. There were recanted witness statements. There were statements who were coerced into testifying. Uh, There were discrepancies in material evidence. So it's just it's just a complete F show, if you know what I mean. And yeah, I've heard um, the name associated with. Yeah, uh, wasn't I don't he a libertarian? Know anything about the story? It's was always it, a trial. Wasn't travesty. he a libertarian or something? Was he? he, he was, or are he you actually, thinking of Russell Means? No, I'm, I know the, okay. I know the difference. Oh, he he actually ran as vice president on the Peace and Freedom Party ticket. Hmm. I think a couple of years ago, but he had to drop out for health reasons. He's 77. He's been in oh, a wow. lockup since he was 30. And they're still holding the wow. elderly man in for a crime he probably didn't commit. In fact, the two people, the two other people that they accused of shooting the FBI agents, um, they were acquitted and uh, for self-defense. But wow. for some reason, he was tried separately, and they gave him two life sentences. So it just wow. probably he was a target for the activism in the 1970s. You know, the Native Americans were doing a lot of activism to reclaim mm-hmm. their land and other things. So it was probably a uh, politically motivated um trial and and oh they never do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i thank you for the for calling and sharing that story uh it sounds like such an old story about the uh story if you want to mail me a link yeah it's such an old story i haven't heard of it but um i'm there's so many stories like this this is the thing these are these stories are not unique they're 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 probably common yeah i mean they're common it's like you can't cover them all even if you wanted to especially not old stories and that's another reason why a lot of people take the plea and thank you olivia for the call tonight because the system is incredibly corrupt if you watch the ross solbrick trial or read about it because you know you had to oh, be yeah. there to watch it uh you know they didn't allow the defense to basically even put on a defense they, yeah. they blocked their potential defense at every single turn with a corrupt judge uh and corrupt police agents who later went to prison but yeah. ross is still in prison for two life sentences plus 40 years more Talk live. You can join us here. 
number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you tonight in the studio, it's Ian. Nobody. And Chris. And join us online over at freetalklive.com. By the way, I want to say thank you to uh, Jesse, who is a Free Talk Live supporter of our AMPS Patreon. You can join Jesse over there for as little as five bucks a month over at amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. And you can uh, sign up there with your debit card, credit card, your PayPal account. You can help us advertise, market, promote, and support Free Talk Live and help us get the ideas of liberty onto more great radio stations. So again, thanks, Jesse, for doing that. We're going to go back to uh, more of your calls and thoughts. Then the FBI is trying to apparently cover up what happened with their raid against a private safe deposit box company in uh, California last year. I'm shocked, shocked to find out there's gambling going on in here. You're winning, sir. Oh, thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Reason's got that story. We'll get to it coming up here, but uh, Major Payne is on the line first. Go ahead, Major. Hey. Yeah, I just wanted to give you a call back about that uh, basketball girl that that got hijacked over there in Russia. Yeah. She she had evidently been over there about six months playing on some Russian league and was coming home to start her season here. And uh, my question is... I think you have it backwards, uh, so I did look it up, Major. We'll get to your question here in a moment, but just to to clarify, at least according to the Reuters report on this, uh, she was on her way to join her Russian team. So she had been to Russia previously, but in this case, she had spent time at home in the United States. So that was how how it was that she easily had access to uh, the cannabis oil to, on her, according to her, oopsie, mistakenly put it in her bag. She later claimed that she was confused, uh, recovering from COVID, the stress of packing, making sure I had my COVID test, jet lag. She said, if I had to speculate, if I had to guess on how they ended up in my bags, I was in a rush. And so she's claiming she had no intention to violate the Russian laws, but usually that doesn't matter whether or not you intended uh, to violate the law. It's amazing the how the tyrant they, has an excuse. The tyrant has an it's, excuse. Yeah. It's amazing, uh, you know, how often they exclude intent from the law. Yeah. Yep. So there's, there's usually there's supposed to be an element uh, like I forgot what the mens rea. Yeah, exactly. The criminal intent, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like supposed yeah, to be part of the mind. law, but so often it's not. All right. So what was yeah. the thing you wanted to say besides that, Major? The other thing they like to throw around is ignorance is no excuse of the law. I, I didn't know it was illegal. That don't matter either. Right, yeah, you're but, supposed uh, to read the entirety of all Russian law before you go and visit Russia and every other country in the world, right? You need to read. Well, I would rather read the entirety of Russian law, that, law than go to Russia. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I said, I thought she got hemmed up on the way out, so my thought was what country mm-hmm. searches you when you get on the plane? You always get searched when you reach your place of destination you know? no if if you're, tra- if you're traveling uh internationally you will get searched before you get on the plane to leave your country because uh, you have to go through tsa in the united states and then when you get to where you're going customs will search you so you will be searched at multiple points it's customary yeah. it, can, it can happen at least yeah is there a country that yeah. won't search you with uh, when you get there uh yeah if so it, which one because that uh, sounds like a good one to visit well <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I wasn't I searched don't when I went to the Bahamas. Ever I, I, I went through me. customs, but I wasn't. I wasn't searched. They in didn't Europe. X-ray your bag. They didn't. Um, uh, you know, that's a good question. I didn't mm-hmm. have any baggage. It was all, all carry on. But no, they didn't oh, search. Wow. They let you walk into Europe with no uh, search at I customs. I did not have to go through. I, I mean, I had to go through customs, but not 
to but they didn't open your backpack right most places you just you fill out a little form as Mm -hmm. i recall that says do you have anything to declare but then you can get diverted into the search yes if if they feel like it or if they think you're pretty well she got Um, searched and they found uh, some weed. What else, Major? She is kind of pretty. But the other thing I was wondering is if this trade does go down with her, her and this other um, guy that they're, they're trying to train for this Russian arms dealer, evidently this Russian arms dealer was big time. He was trying to sell. They, they caught him in a sting. I think he had 800 or 8,000 surface-to-air missiles, 400-pound hmm. C4. I mean, wow. this, dude, this dude's no joke. He supplies yeah. arms. Allegedly, and, uh, they're, they're cutting him loose. They're cutting him loose for a pothead. That's really don't <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> but that's what the offer is now. Again, Russia has, uh, from what I understand, not yet agreed to the offer. Uh, but I mean, why wouldn't they? Right? Like it's actually a pretty good offer. Uh, oh, and there's apparently another character. They I want. don't know what use they have for the guy, but well, what use do they well, have for a girl they... for for marijuana? Yeah, right. She's pretty. <laughs> evidently, not... evidently, there was there was three years spent catching this guy and mm-hmm. across three different continents so they spent a whole lot of money yeah. to him in the camp just to let him out just to give him away after it, you know, it, it definitely years. seems like russia has the better deal here assuming that they that this guy is part of the club you know Mm. Thanks, Major. Thanks for the call tonight, man. I appreciate hearing from you. The number is 603-283-6160. Regarding this Brittany Grenier person, uh, I saw the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire account on Twitter made an interesting post yesterday. Apparently, this person, this Brittany Grenier, is now featured on the cover of Time magazine. Are you serious? Get this headline. Brittany Grenier and the fight for freedom. See, this, this, there's a lesson to be learned here. If you're going to get arrested for drugs, do it in another country, because then somebody will give a damn. Mm-hmm. But if you get arrested here for drugs, nobody cares. You're just a statistic. Yeah. The tyrants are just as bad. Yep. Uh, their their quote here is portraying Grenier as a freedom fighter is so wild. She's in jail for the same thing hundreds of thousands of Americans are in jail for. And here's the thing: she's not a freedom fighter. She's, she's not, a basketball player. Well, she, and she's. I mean, if she were to say, "Yeah, I smoke weed. What about it? You know, go ahead. Let's have this trial. I'm not going to. You know, not pleading guilty. But yeah. no, she's got her tail between her legs, saying, "Oh, I'm so sorry." I just made an innocent mistake. This was a total miss, you know. Oh, whoopsie! And uh, yeah, and, and you're you know, not even no saying you're here. not saying she should be in prison. No, you're I'm simply not. saying that she's not a freedom fighter. No, she's not. Yeah. She's just a coward. Yeah. And and if the United States government wanted to have a modicum of of credibility. It would cut loose every right. single drug yep. prisoner in America Absolutely. before it worried about the people who were, I mean, worry about the people that you're oppressing before you worry about the people that other people are right. oppressing. This is a slap in the face to everybody who has ever been you know, currently behind bars for cannabis in the United States. As these people have been waging a genocide against us for a century, mm-hmm. and it is literally a genocide 
did. Uh, John Ehrlichmeyer, who was uh, Richard Nixon's chief of staff, and may, apparently he, he learned honesty when he was in prison because when he came out, he talked a little bit about why the, uh, why the drug war was ramped up under, under Nixon. It didn't start under Nixon. It's been going on for a century, but they ramped it up. Well, why? Because he hated hippies and he hated black people. That's it. Okay. Came down and to. so he wanted to destroy two cultures. And that's the definition of genocide. Yep. But they have no shortage of deadly level hypocrisy. And they are not going to let a single person out in order for, you know, to prove any kind of consistency or morality because they don't have it. They don't have any morality. They're an evil organization that ruins people's lives. That's what the federal government does. Uh, there's more coming up here. You can join us. Again, I don't think this girl should go to, to prison at all. I think she should be free yeah. just like every other cannabis user. More coming up. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on doing the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us here in the number 603-283-6160. Bring up whatever you want. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. And Chris. We're talking a little bit about the federal government gang and how they've been just trying to shoehorn cryptocurrency under regulations that in many cases have been around for multiple decades that had no intention to regulate cryptocurrency because, well, it didn't exist at the time of those regulatory uh, creations. But that doesn't stop the agencies from continually to, uh, continuing to expand their uh, interpretation of what the code says and ultimately they get away with it until somebody challenges them until somebody says no i'm not going to just take a guilty plea no i'm not going to just agree with your interpretation that's what's happening in the library case where library which is a media sharing protocol that's a blockchain oriented system that we've been using for years here on free talk live you can follow our channel on their odyssey platform over at video.freetalklive.com where we stream live there uh, every single night but library is the protocol that is the sort of the basis for that that platform and it's a really cool thing and you ought to check it out in fact if you want to really help the network out you should get the library desktop software and you can actually run a node and and help support every video that you watch you ultimately seed those videos kind of like torrents but with essentially a a blockchain-based directory if you ask that's kind of one of the key differences between torrents and 
Library. Anyway, go to lbry.com to learn more about them. But a few years back, the SEC started sniffing around uh, the library people. We know the SEC, which is Securities and Exchange Commission, has been going after Ripple. Uh, they've gone after other crypto projects that I, I can't name because I don't know of those cases. But we know the folks, some of them involved with library. One of them is Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Kaufman, who's a Free State Project board member at this time. Uh, he's also running for U.S. Senate as a libertarian candidate here in New Hampshire, and they, I believe they've completed their petitioning process and racked up about 5,800 petitions. And they need about five, They right? need 3,000. Oh, three. Uh, 1,500 from the two congressional districts, so 3,000 across the state. And they have to be valid. So that's why you want to shoot for double. You want to try to get double the required number because they're going to try to kick out as many as they can and disqualify them. Mm. So so we are, we're hoping that they've got 3,000 valid, but they still have to take them to all the towns in New Hampshire, which is a huge process. You don't just get to turn them in at uh, Concord. You have to, if there's 200 towns that you got signatures in, you literally have to go to 200 town clerks. Wow. It's the most difficult. Are there 200 towns in There's New more Hampshire? than 200. That's like 210 or something, I think. Really? Yeah. And I don't know if that includes the cities as well, but it's something like that. Huh. Um, now, I don't know if they got them from 200 towns, but if it's, you know, if it's 150 towns, then you got to go to 150 town clerks and take them all the petitions from that one town. And then those clerks have to then certify which petitions are valid and and which aren't. I don't know if wow. you, I don't know if you then have to go and pick them up from the 150 towns you probably do. Uh, yes, you do. Yeah, so I, wow. I actually did that one year for uh they, they brought in a, a guy from Libertarian Party National mm-hmm. one year cuz we were having a hard time and I worked for him for a while and and then what do you do with the ones you pick up? Do you then send them to the the central They go to state? the state house. What a pain. Does, here's a question. Is this because Jeremy is running as a libertarian? Correct. Any okay. third yeah. party. This is the third so, party process. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Republican. So, wow. Don't, don't even think of saying that the 2020 election wasn't rigged. It was rigged. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So the uh, if he were to run as a Republican or a Democrat, he'd probably have to spend 100 bucks, sign a piece of paper at the state house, and he's done. Wow. That's it. So uh, it's way <laughs> more difficult yeah. for I mean, talk parties. about talk about the system being set up to it's, ensure, it's yeah. you know, that only select people win. Correct. It's, well, that's why it's so important to infiltrate and as much as you can destroy the Democratic the Party yeah. and, and the Republican Party. They've Agreed. given themselves a, a monopoly. And so the only thing to do is Take turn them it over. down. No, do up, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, they, they, and I see why you're saying monopoly. Yes, yeah, the Democrats I mean, and the Republicans are one in the same. They say the right wing and left <laughs> right. wing, but it's the same damn bird. Yeah, yeah, that's you're right. right. <laughs> So anyway, that's who Jeremy Kaufman is. He's got some really creative campaign ads, by the way. So check him out. Oh, he does. Uh, he really looked does. him up. He's really, really entertaining stuff. They, they are really just having fun with this campaign. And I love the attitude of it. I love the attitude of don't care about the system, want to make fun of the system from inside of the system and just take everything at, at the system's expense. And that's what they're doing. And so kudos to them. I'm a, I'm a big fan. But he's also the president of Library. The company that creates the library software, if the library corporation were wiped off the map tomorrow, library presumably would continue because it's an open source project. And that is correct. And so there's no stopping library, we don't believe. But that doesn't mean they're not going to defend what they do. And they are. They've spent millions of dollars on attorneys fees and whatever else, experts, etc., trying to defend against the SEC bringing not criminal charges, but a civil case against library. And my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Chris, because you were actually at the hearing. The SEC is basically saying to library, your token, 
the library credits, as they're called, LBC, which is what essentially is the fuel for the system, meaning that whenever you, uh, if you have a library account and you want to post a video or post a, because you don't have to just use it for a video, you can put audio up there, you can put a PDF up there if you want to, uh, whatever media you want to post, you have to pay a very, very small, like a fraction of a, of a library credit in order to post the thing you want to post because you're interacting with a blockchain. You're putting information on a blockchain and there's yeah. always some sort of small fee uh, in order to do that. So it's essentially the gas that makes the system run. If you don't have library credits, you can't post anything and it's easy to get them. I think they give you some for free when you, you sign up for the site or whatever. But the SEC is claiming the library credits are what they call a security. What the SEC is claiming is a security... And even though it has none of the characteristics of a security. Well, what is a security? Um, we looked up the characteristics yeah. um, one night, and I, I, I can't quote them off the top of my head. I never head. can I'd either. Like to, uh, yeah, and, it, and it's kind of bizarre because they were saying effectively because it goes up in value, it's it's a security. Uh, but that's, that's, that's not necessarily the case because you can have other assets that go up in value but aren't securities. Yeah, commodities. For right. Is your house <laughs> a security? Exactly. Um, and that's basically what they're uh, – and that's sort of what they're arguing is it's it's a commodity, not a security. Um, well, the so, SEC is arguing it's a security. You're saying libraries are arguing it's a commodity. Correct. Okay. Uh, according to Investopedia.com, they say here that uh, securities – are a fungible, negotiable financial instrument that holds some type of monetary value representing an ownership position in a publicly traded corporation via stock or a creditor relationship with a governmental body or a corporation represented by owning that entity's bond or rights to ownership as represented by an option. These are not ownership. is none of those things. So what people have to understand is there is a library like the blockchain there's the protocol um, the, blockchain. the protocol right and there's a foundation and then there's also a library the company mm-hmm. um owning you could you could potentially own stock in library the company if it, it's available for sale if but it's available it's for sale private. it's not yeah but it, anyway there are actual owners of library correct okay but the people who have these tokens are not in any way uh getting anything other than um the only thing they're able to use them for service is to purchase yeah basically right. to use to use library uh the blockchain sort Correct. of you um, can post videos you can send the credits to let's say you've got a uh, you're a fan of a particular channel and you really like the work that they do you can send them a donation yeah, so right. it's an internal so if Hunter currency. Biden were doing this, then they'd say, "Oh, well, this is just a coupon. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like a movie ticket. You pay for the ticket, and then you redeem the ticket later. That's not a security. Or you can give the ticket to your friend, and then they could go to the but movie. But of course, it's not Hunter Biden doing it. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's clearly like it seems pretty clear on its face that this is not a security. Right. But that doesn't matter to the SEC because they are going to keep pushing forward with this mm-hmm. until they lose and they will spend all the taxpayer money that they want to to try to make their case. Meanwhile, libraries going, you know, they're not bankrupt at this point, but they've spent millions of dollars, so God knows how much they yeah. have left at this point. They're a, and basically, they don't want anything developed. They don't want new technology to come into existence mm-hmm. that is not controlled by them or one of their cronies. Like YouTube. They want 
every single opportunity monopolized. It's the just us system. Yes, and that's what you're really pointing out is what this is really about. Of course, they're not saying that publicly, yes. but that's what's going on here. But nobody tells the truth. Indeed. The number is 603-283-6160. So that's going to take us up to what actually happened uh, last week, Chris, with the library having a court hearing in front of the very same yep. uh, court that we were just in yesterday, except different the civil judge. side and a different judge. Yep. Uh, more coming up here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones are open here, and you can join us. The number is 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Bitcoin.com. If you're ready to start learning about cryptocurrency, just head over to Bitcoin.com and click Get Started at the top of the page there. And you get to some introductory videos about Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, and you'll learn some of the basics about why decentralization matters, why fiat money is on the way out. And cryptocurrency is on the way in. You can go to, uh, again, Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started. Good time to start learning about it. It's, it's jumped up a little bit in the last few days. Uh, Bitcoin had been as low as $18,000, $20,000 for a few weeks here. And in the last 24 hours, it has eclipsed 24000 It's right now just below 24000 for one Bitcoin. It's a couple thousand dollars right. higher than the other day. Yeah, so it's up a little bit. Um, you know, ten, mm-hmm. Up 10%, basically, in the last last few days. So, uh, but I remember you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. You can buy a fraction of a Bitcoin. You can buy a Bitcoin cash or a fraction of a Bitcoin cash. You decide how much uh, that you want to put into something like this. And of course, don't take a risk beyond what you can afford to lose because there is risk involved. But that said, over the years, cryptocurrency has trended upwards over time. So yeah. zoom out. Whenever, you're, whenever somebody on the media is saying, Bitcoin, huge crash, it's over. Just zoom out and look at a chart that goes from, let's say, 2013 or you know 2012, the last 10 years, and yeah. see uh, what the price looks like. It's, That'll it's, give you some perspective. I, I mean, I, you know, it's hard to. I, I don't like to recommend cryptocurrency. I don't feel like people should be investing in it. Um, I feel like people should be buying it because they're going to use it. Well, yeah, but that doesn't sure. that doesn't change the fact that it's been like one of the best investments, and I put that in quotes. Yeah, in the last you know, decade. Um, yeah, uh, it's but it's if you're going to buy it, right? This is a good time. Like, like if probably, you, probably, it could go down probably, again. Mm-hmm. probably. But that's why you shouldn't. In my opinion, I'm not a financial advisor, but my personal opinion is that uh, if you're interested, just get on the dollar cost average uh, plan. You know, buy a little bit here, buy a little bit there, buy a little bit. I'll buy there. into that plan. Yeah, I think that's a good one if you're interested in it. And, and like you said, Chris, if you can earn it, that's even better. If you can oh, accept it at your business and you have customers that are willing to pay for it, that's one of the best ways uh, to do it. Earning crypto is the best way to get it, mm-hmm. for sure. And self411 slash copblock.app suddenly takes crypto. Again? <laughs> really? All right, good. Oh, what's this the easiest, is awesome. What's yeah, the easiest we, way for people do to this? donate to uh, that project? Um, The easiest way is... 
probably actually going to be to to wait until I get a get a page up on the on the net because I need to <laughs> okay. I need to make some QR codes and All right, when you, you do know. that, when you do that uh, or whenever you decide how mm-hmm. you want to do it, let's get it onto the uh, cell 411 website, the official one, which is getcell411.com. We can put a donation page up there pretty easy, so that should Sounds be a, like a shouldn't be a problem. Uh, all right, so we are talking about library, which is the uh, the media sharing protocol it's cryptocurrency oriented focused the sec is calling it a security they're calling the library coin a security and library has spent millions of dollars so far and hasn't even gone to trial yet to defend its system and its token and chris you were in court watching the uh, motion for a summary judgment which as i understand it is basically going to a judge and saying these people haven't proved their case. You should kick it out of court or you should judge in our favor and just call this a day rather than going to trial. Yeah. That's my understanding. Um, summary judgment. So, yeah, that is. Um, that's a summary judgment. Um, it, yeah, it was it was interesting. They were. So so what they agree on, I guess, I, th- I feel like we have to kind of talk about what they agree on. They agree that on the facts of the case. Mm-hmm. So they're stipulating. Right. As they call it. So it will never see a a jury, basically. Mm. I, I mean, I don't know why that... Well, I guess I guess the explanation is you don't get to have a jury uh, unless there are disagreements over the facts of a case. So that means it's going to ultimately, if it goes to trial, it's going to be heard by a judge because mm-hmm. a judge gets to decide the law effectively right. when there is a dispute over what the law is is or means so note that this is civil in criminal court you can have a jury trial even if you stipulate the fact oh, oh interesting okay. okay so that's a bit I did, I did i did not know for for the weed because i i stipulated everything and went for jury nullification didn't win but. Mm-hmm. and i wonder i wonder if there's any difference between federal and state because um, there could be well, the right to a jury trial is supposedly enshrined in the federal constitution, but they don't pay any attention to that. They're, they're not supposed <laughs> right, to be able so. to take more than twenty dollars from you without, um, without a without a jury. Yep, that's right. The seventh okay. or eighth amendment. It's in there. Yeah, okay, su- that suits in common suits at common law is what that limited. All right. So what anyway, else? Uh, so they stipulated to the the facts, which are so. what. Um, basically, I don't know. I mean, that, that library they, has a token they, that they have that there a is platform. A, right. or the, there is a token. They did sell, a network. uh, they did sell tokens. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't promise ownership. They did not they promise ownership. They but didn't sell the token they, saying you would have a right to vote on how library the operates. Prosecutor or anything. did try to argue that at least one, uh, there was at least one email where a employee said it would go up in value. Now that doesn't make it a security. No, but that's what they're effectively trying to argue. Wow. So <laughs> one employee. Yes, even though they have not actually advertised I if he it was working for the feds mm. as you know being uh, any kind of security mm-hmm. or an investment in library. Right. Um. That's what they are sort of they've they've tried to they tried to argue in court and they were basically a lot of it was, you know, the judge going back and forth asking questions about, you know, what is a security, um, you know, and does this is 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 this a security? And it's a big question mark. There's a bunch of cases and none of the cases fit this specific situation. 
So this is an original case. It's this an original is a case. Unique case. It's a unique case. And it's not clear. And the, and the thing is, in in the federal courts at the lower level, judges don't decide law, really. They they rule based on uh, prior court rulings by precedent. Yeah, precedent. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So <laughs> this judge is in a very tough place because he has no clear precedent on this. Hmm. Um, Somebody needs to assassinate the precedent. <laughs> and p-r-e-c-e-d-e-n-t just for yes. anyone out there listening our federal agent yes if you're a little it's bit a deaf it's a pun yes um so yeah it's, it's, it's a pun us now it's a great shirt by the way somebody put that onto a t-shirt a few years ago i don't know if you've seen it i've seen those shirts i have one yeah it's it is a very uh i think technical argument and it's kind of hard to follow even if you kind of understand the language a little bit hmm. um i understood the language a little bit enough to follow it and when you say the language you're a programmer you're talking about financial language yes okay. the financial language the language of yeah. securities yeah okay and of course the legalese i am yeah. not i will not say that i have any way an expert on this okay um however i've at least read a lot of financial legalese in terms of court documents and things like that because of crypto and you know you know uh i'm trying to think irs and you know just different different pieces of um you know mm, I, like for example there was the i'm trying to think i think it was was it the irs that that made uh maybe it was sec i forgot it might have been more than one um but they but they basically made sort of an interpretation their interpretation of the law and then they provided guidelines on cryptocurrencies right so I went and I read through a bunch of that and now mind you, it was, they gave you, they said one thing and then they gave you an example and it, what they said didn't match the example. But mm. it, anyway, um, so it's, it, and this is the thing, uh, different lawyers will have different opinions on things. <laughs> yes. That is the point of law. It's just an opinion basically. Yeah. <laughs> and when it comes to the government, it's an opinion backed by a gun. Right. And so we don't know, you've got sort of three sets of lawyers. You've got the judge, uh, presumably he's a, he's got a law degree, but I technically don't know. Um, and you've got the prosecutor who also presumably has a law degree, probably required. Um, mm-hmm. And you've got the defense, which I don't think you can avoid having a law degree when you, in the, at a federal court level. Uh, I think you're right. So, yeah. so you've basically got three sets of lawyers and now it's going to be up to these two uh, sets of lawyers uh, you know the defense and the prosecution. I don't know if they call them the plaintiff. I think uh, is the word in a, a civil yeah. plaintiff, civil trial. which is kind of weird because it's still the federal government. But anyway, the plaintiff and, i.e., sort of prosecutor mm-hmm. and the defense have to now argue it out in court and cite different pieces of precedent. Uh, and then the judge, in theory, has to make a decision right. as to you know what he thinks the law is, but without a clear precedent. Um, it's it sounds like it's likely to get appealed. What either regardless of how he rules, yeah, um, good chance because you the know, feds have no it's no skin off their back to appeal. Again, it's not them paying right. for it; it's the taxpayers that pay for it. So they'll go all as far as they want to go. Yeah. So, so if your grandma loses her home because of taxes, you know why. The number is wasting your money. Six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. And as Library will point out, this is because it's such a, a pivotal case. If the SEC prevails in this, it could mean they could go after any cryptocurrency Yeah, for the same BS. Right. There's more coming up here. You can join us and take control of the airwaves. Hour 3 is next. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the third hour of the program, and you can join us here. 
The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian Nova and Chris. Phones are open for you. We were talking about the library situation, lbry.com, the open source media sharing protocol that is worth looking into if you're interested in internet freedoms and open source projects worth your time this is definitely one of them you ought to check it out you know it's worth your time because the federal government is trying to stop it oh yeah they're pulling out all the stops with a major attack by the securities and exchange commission costing library millions of dollars just to hire lawyers to defend them in federal court uh, Chris, you were just kind of uh, giving us a rundown of what you experienced last week in front of the uh, the civil court there, where library, uh, the company that's sort of creating library, but they don't own it because it's just yeah. an open source project, uh, that uh, they're being attacked, they're being accused of being a security or the library token yep. that is the sort of the, the, the fuel, the, the token that operates the system. Uh, they're, they're claiming, the SEC's claiming that's a security, and library's saying, no, it's not. It's just a utility token. It's useful. It's yeah. a thing that you use to, bu- to buy things on the platform. It, it was kind of interesting because the, the judge was kind of going back and forth and trying to understand it because there's effectively the judge is assuming that a startup has a business model and he's Mm. trying to understand the value in library, the company versus library, the credits. Um, And, you know, here's the thing. So library doesn't necessarily like any startup. They don't necessarily have a value sort of being generated yet there or a business model for that matter. Mm Um, however, well, they're definitely generating value or even a plan because people are able to go on the internet and use their platform to look at, at, at videos and, and more people are doing He's it. talking about an inve- investor value. Oh yeah. I don't see right. what that would be. Yeah. So, and here's the thing. Cause so, Odyssey separate, by the way, just to be clear, right. we, we talk a lot about the Odyssey yep. platform, which runs mm-hmm. on library. Odyssey was created sort of by library, but then they spun it off into its own company, and well, so it's, it's not even... also kind of confusing because there's library, the foundation, and mm-hmm. library, the company. The company, yeah. So that's also making it very confusing. Right. So... <laughs> and who was that's, sued? That's normal. Was uh, it the NRA's same way. Was it the foundation or the company that the got company, sued? The company. The okay. foundation put in a friend of the court brief they tried to join or something it, right? like that. They motioned yes. to intervene. And yeah. they were... It was denied, which right. wasn't really too surprising. Uh, to me anyway. Yeah. Um, I forget why the technical details of why that is, but I've seen yeah. other cases like that and more piracy sort of type cases, but involving copyright, but peer to peer type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, so. So what else do we need to know about this case? You said they agreed yeah, yeah. on the facts of the case. So this is really just going to come down to a question of whether or not the law will apply the which is to say does this uh, token pass the quote-unquote howie test i believe is one of the yeah. tests yep. for whether or not if it passes this test then it's a security and if it, it doesn't pass it, it, that's the part that's not clear at all mm-hmm. uh, because it doesn't it doesn't match up perfectly mm-hmm. that's one of the tests it doesn't match up perfectly with um that's because securities law wasn't designed to deal yeah. with cryptocurrencies it, it, it basically mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't foul it doesn't let's see how do i say this it doesn't uh, fall afoul of their of like any of this mm-hmm. any of these tests because it it's just it's not it's 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 something different it's something unique it's something new 
Um, but basically, I, I think I like, kind of want to talk about the business model. Um, the business model is sort of the thing that is like the judges going on and thinking about, you know, whether or not it's a security. And it, it's interesting because he assumes he was assuming sort of that, like you at least even even if a business isn't making any money yet, you have some sort of business model. But that's actually not the case in the tech world. In the tech world, often the business models aren't figured out until you have a large user base. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and I wish I was the lawyer because I would have uh, for the defense because I would have been like, well, hold on, judge. What you don't understand is that, yes, the company. Right. Um, it's only objective in the early stages of a startup is to in, in this type of startup. Um, is to generate users. So here, here the lawyer is talking about how you know they're trying to increase users, but he's not really making clear that no, there isn't a business model yet. But there are business models that will likely be applied down mm-hmm. the road, mm-hmm. even though they haven't picked one yet. Hmm. And the example of this Twitter is, still doesn't have a business model nope. exactly. But and it's been more than a decade. Shilling for the feds. Typically, um, library or a business like library would likely have things. The business models they would likely use are things like advertising, for example, on Odyssey. Okay, so they would sell advertising, right? That's likely, and they eventually the lawyer did eventually uh, say that. But here's the thing. It's not something it sounded like he hadn't actually talked to his client about that Mm -hmm. because like, why would you Right? Um, what what does their business model have to do with anything? And so eventually, you know, I think I don't know if it was Jeremy or it was the other gentleman with him, but. One of them did say something to the lawyer, kind of snuck up and said something to the lawyer. And, and and the lawyer eventually did say advertising and I think something else, mm. right? Um, but it was sort of like, it was kind of weird because it was like, it, there was a long conversation about this and it was only like a few minutes later that that was, you know, it was stated that that is their business model or mm. would be their business model at some point in the future. Mm. Um, from the sounds of it, there is no advertising yet. But that is sort of the talk. But it's also kind of interesting because they're doing that on Odyssey. Why should you be forced to reveal what your future business model is? That yeah, that's seems, not good, right? Like that seems like your secret sauce, you know, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and here, you know, because they're being put forth before the court in public uh, in a public trial or hearing, I guess, um, they're being forced to reveal in order for this judge to understand, like, why it isn't a security. Anyway, so that's basically that's basically that was the gist, uh, a good portion of the gist of what was was going on in that. So case. the judge had said that it uh, could be another month or two before he 30, makes a ruling. It's a sixty days, I believe it was specifically. And uh, he will either basically rule in one side's favor or the other, and or yeah. it could go to a full trial later on. It's one way or the other. Yeah. So he'll have to rule as to whether or not uh, to throw this out or not. Yeah. And if it doesn't get thrown out, then it's going to go to a trial. It sounds like. So. And we'll keep an eye on it as this develops, because, again, this is a big case. Uh, if they rule in favor of the SEC, it, it would be a simple matter for them to yeah. go after any single cryptocurrency oh, yeah. out there that is based in the United States, basically. Yeah. Any, any corporation that created something inside the U.S., whether or not they have control over it, like Library Corporation cannot control the library tokens. Yep. Uh, Th- this was there. also, uh, to be clear, for those who haven't really been following this, because it hasn't really been that public— yeah. Um, this was the first hearing 
the public hearing ever on this. Oh ever. wow! So I didn't realize um, that. Yeah. So uh, I. You it's know, all just been motions prior to this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is the first public hearing uh, that anybody could attend, and there was a there was a there was a small uh, but good good turnout of you know maybe half a dozen people. Not bad. Um. So we yeah, can do better. Um, considering that it wasn't advertised at all, right. basically, um, that's not bad. So yeah. We'll keep you in the loop as it develops. Let's go to your phone calls here. Tom's in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Tom. You know, something about the price of gasoline I want to bring up here, especially anybody whose car or whose vehicle requires mid-grade gasoline. Mm. Okay, Whose car requires mid-grade? I've only ever seen premium and uh, regular. Well, there's regular, which is 87 octane. Yeah. Mid-grade is 89 and premium, which is 93. Okay. Now, uh, the thing is, 89 is closer to 87 than it is to 93, Mm -hmm. okay, on a number line. But the price of 89 octane is a lot closer to the price of 93 octane Hmm. than it is to the the 87 octane. So, well, three times 89, like three gallons of 89 is a total of, uh, let's just say, uh, 267. Well, 93 plus two gallons of 87, it adds up to 267, the same thing. So, you know, like you buy one You're gallon... You're losing me with the numbers here, Tom. What I'm getting at is eight, one gallon of 93 octane and two gallons of regular, you save money. You still splash it together and make 89 octane. Okay, there you go. There's a buying tip there from uh, Tom on uh, your gas pumps for those of you that are looking to, I guess, spend more than the cheap stuff. But if a chicken and a half can lay an egg and a half in a day and a half, how long would it take a grasshopper with a wooden leg to take all the seeds <laughs> and do a We're coming up. Free Talk Live, and the phones are open here. If you want to join us, you can. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We were talking about the library case where the federal government is going after the world's premier decentralized YouTube alternative. Because YouTube is a centrally controlled, centrally managed, mega corporate, big tech corporation that, of course, everybody knows about YouTube. Uh, and, of course, it's been getting worse with its censorship and its crackdowns over the years. And they've got a new thing they're going to be cracking down on. We'll tell you about that uh, coming up here in a moment. It's Ian, Nobody, and Chris in the studio. But first, got to Sarah. She's on the line in New Mexico. Sarah, go ahead. Hello. Yes, we, we have a homeless shelter like, like uh, 10 miles out of town. It used to be a formal jail. And then, the, and then the homeless people do not want to go stay there. So we're going to build that so-called uh, gateway center. But it's going to be very well, um, how do you say, kind of like they have to have a purpose of why they're there. Hmm. So they have to be sober, um, and so they're going to have to have a Does case Does its manager. cold outside count as a purpose? <laughs> well, I think um, I've been talking to the the mayor's uh, liaisons, um, and then they're telling me that they have to be looking for a house, they have to be working with a social worker, that they have to be sober and clean, but they, they'll they all be uh, getting their own room, which 
which sounds good and which that people will, um, homeless people that want to get help will get help. And it sounds like it's going to be way better than um, what we got going now. You know, the jail with no washing machine, there's no washer and dryer hookup. Um, there's no kitchen. This used to be a, a hospital, so it does have a cafeteria. You could cook meals. Even if it's beans and rice, it could be a hot Yeah, I don't meal. have any of that stuff e- either, and I pay rent. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sarah, well, are you just calling to brag about the, the new homeless facility that taxpayers are going to be on the hook for? I presume this is a government facility, right? Well, it's not about the bragging. You know, I just want to shed the light. When, when the social, when the outreachers go out and say, we, go, we got a homeless shelter, we got a bed for you, you know what they tell them? It's like, are you going to stay there? Why don't you stay there? If you're not going to stay there, why are you telling us to go stay there? Why don't you sleep on that prison bunk bed and fall off four and a half feet and crack your head? You know, that's what they got for them with no ladders. You know, the, um, it used to be a formal jail, and if you wash a pair of socks, you have to hide it, hope that they don't find that. You wash it in the shower because it throw you out. Why do you have to you hide know, your say, socks? Because you're not allowed to wash any kind of clothes. At, oh, at, at, the current, at the current facility, you're saying there's a prohibition on washing things uh, because there's, right, no, right. there's no washing machine. Washing, no, yeah, no washing machines. So <laughs> then... That's yeah, such I mean, perfect so government laughing. thinking. If you don't have a washing machine, we have to actively prevent you from washing anything <laughs> because you don't have a licensed machine mm. to wash things for that you. That is crazy. <laughs> it, it is crazy. And, then, and then they always take, check the temperature when you get for COVID and they want it to sanitize, but you're, nobody's allowed to wash their clothes. And you, and uh, mm. you people do wash their clothes out in the shower, but if you so you think just to clarify washing, something, I appreciate their washing their clothes. I think that's a good plan. You think that this uh, government agency that is running the current jail that, or sorry, not jail, the homeless shelter that used to be <laughs> a jail, thing. used to be a jail, now it's a homeless shelter that you think is so bad. You think they're going right. to do a better? The same people are going to do a better job at running the new facility that just happened to used to be a hospital instead of used to be a jail. Well, I, I'm just, I, I, I feel that it will be better because supposedly they're supposed to have their own room. But it is the same people running it, right? It's the same company or the same organization, <laughs> the same governmental organization that's going to be running it. Um, well, it is the same people, but what yeah. they're doing okay. is they want to modify why... What they want is more money. That's what they want, Sarah. This this is a bureaucracy, so they want to expand their bureaucracy. They want to hire more bureaucrats. They want to have more facilities that they're in charge of. They want to have more people underneath them. They want to have more power. They want to have bigger budgets. And the very same people who are telling people they can't do X, Y, and Z that you think is so bad, they're going to be coming up with the same stupid, you know, similar rules, but similarly stupid rules for the new facility. But they might have a washing machine. Because no matter how much money you give to the government, they still won't have any common Zam sense. Thank you, Sarah, for the call tonight. The number is (laughs) 603-283-6160. They don't have to because they keep getting funded no matter how bad they do it. Common sense would be a detriment Mm -hmm. in in their business because they'd find... They'd end up finding simple ways to do things, and they wouldn't be able to employ as many of their cousins and brothers-in-law. The reason you have to fund it 
is because they won't let us build a homeless shelter independent of the government well, no, through they, charity. You can do that here in New Hampshire. You could probably do it. 100 nights. Uh, well, yeah. Yes, could, but it's highly regulated and 100 nights has all sorts of problems you know, doing their thing because they will only let them build in certain places and sure, it has yeah, to be are, voted on. Yeah. And anyway, if they there just let rules. them build... Yeah, that's that's true. It wouldn't be that's coming true. from our tax dollars. Actually, interesting. And for that matter, if you had just let people build, there wouldn't be so many homeless people oh, yeah. in the world. Because, you know, when you say you've got to have, you know, a, a big picture window in every damn room or whatever your local housing codes, mm-hmm. uh, housing codes say, well, that increases the expense of sure. housing and in, in and, and economics, so, an important thing to consider is always the marginal case. The marginal case is the guy who has a home now, but if you jack the price a hundred bucks, he won't. But nobody, don't you want to be safe? Don't you want to make sure those homeless no. people are safe? No, I, 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 <laughs> I have absolutely, I want to be safe from the damn government is what I want. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously the homeless, whatever agency in New Mexico doesn't care because they're putting these people in an old jail. As Sarah points out, they're putting them on old jail bunks where you roll off that top bunk. It's a long way down to the uh, hard concrete floor yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, this is not a safe place at all, but that's what they got and yeah. you can't sue them over it. Yeah. And and they don't have to follow the the housing uh, the, the codes uh, the building codes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's funny. They won't let them build uh, homeless shelters not to code, or at least unless it's the government, right? Yeah, that's right. right. Uh, YouTube now saying or crony. If if you're uh, tied in with yeah. the government, if you bribe them enough, yeah, it's like you know a non to not to code a homeless shelter could be built safer, but not to code cheaper. But they won't let you do that, and instead they force you know people into a more dangerous situation where they they don't have to comply with code, but because it's government. Yeah, I mean if they didn't Makes monopolize all the unowned land, yeah, which they do, and they didn't enforce building codes, sure, you could just take a piece of land, pitch a tent, live in or a build tent, a shack, you build a shack, yep. live in the shack, tiny homes, you build a cabin. But now if you build a shack on land. Even where you have permission to be, sometimes the city will come in and force you to shut down. They did that here in Keene a yeah. decade ago. I don't think that's... Even on land you own, it happens in state rep. That's not even sometimes. That's often. That's more yeah. often than not. Uh, all right. We got more coming up here. The YouTube. Their latest crackdown might not be on what you're expecting. We'll tell you about it coming up. Free Talk Live. Phones are open here. You can join us. Number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Freedoms Phoenix. It is your source for all news, economic, government overreach, insane government spending, and more. You can get today's headlines all in one place and from a fresh libertarian perspective over at freedomsphoenix.com. That's freedoms with an S phoenix.com here tonight you've got ian nobody and chris so youtube uh they have been getting worse as a platform over the years there was a time when it was uh, the glory days of youtube and it was this oh they rocked you yeah just you could just believe things and say them right but it was a it was like a, a decade before you uh before google bought them yeah 
Some, <laughs> sometime around there, yeah. Uh, they, uh, there was, you know, there was glory days when anybody could kind of express themselves there and create their own brand and get their following. And then in recent years, if you didn't do what YouTube wanted you to do, you're done. They, they cut your channel. They demonetize you. Uh, they would maybe keep your channel there, but then don't put you in the search results and essentially ghost. You know, you're basically like a ghost channel or whatever. Mm. There's been shadow ban. Shadow ban. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Th- there have been all these nasty tricks. Uh, and then, of course, during COVID, they started banning people for, quote unquote, misinformation, which Our- nearly always turned out to be true. Yes. Later on, uh, you know, even the mainstream media admitted some of the so-called misinformation was the actual uh, truth. But nonetheless, if oh, it wasn't, it was funny when they flipped it around, too, and they started blocking the other side of it and then, did they do that oh yeah yeah they block one side and then they flip their position and then they block the other side oh speaking of which if you haven't noticed there's athletes dropping dead all over the country young athletes no yeah. apparent reason uh so put that in your pipe and smoke it yeah i mean we're probably going to get banned for just even having this discussion oh, our yeah. channel has received multiple strikes in the last two years for various different quote-unquote medical misinformation and that's just for having mm-hmm. discussions about alternatives and other theories or viewpoints on this government mandates that have been shoved down people's throats well, we should give them some good medical information then youtube it's unhealthy to keep your cranium and your rectum <laughs> well they're not getting any better now youtube last week said they're cracking down on videos containing what they call abortion misinformation and will take down videos deemed unsafe quote today they say starting today and ramping up over the next few weeks we will remove content that provides instructions for unsafe abortion methods or promotes false claims about abortion safety under our medical misinformation policies they said in a tweet so does it does it seem to you like they've uh, like they're continuing to let the DNC decide what can, what can be said there? Or are they switching over to the RNC? I, I am a little confused here. So they're, they're saying you can't use the hanger method to have an I'm abortion I'm guessing anymore? that would be considered medical minfor- in misinformation, mm. whatever is not the officially accepted right, right, method, right. which is go to a doctor and, you know, whatever the but, hell they but do. But you can't you go can't to a doctor anymore because they yeah. changed the law, right, federally? So, or the I, Supreme Court? Well, yeah, the Supreme Court uh, got rid of Roe versus right. Wade recently, which means that it's up to the states uh, to decide what is and what is not legal as far as abortion. So it almost sounds like they're going with the RNC on this one. It does. It? it does. Yeah, it, it it is interesting. I would. Uh, um, it's strange. YouTube's parent company Google's come under fire in recent months after a group of lawmakers. By the way, this is from CNBC. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, began urging the company to clamp down on search results that allegedly steer people looking for abortion services to crisis pregnancies crisis pregnancy centers opposing abortion. Google announced earlier this month it will work to quickly delete location history for people going to abortion sites and other medical sites following the Supreme Court's overturning of Roe v. Wade. YouTube said Thursday, quote, like all of our policies on health slash medical topics, we rely on published guidance from health authorities. We prioritize connecting people to content from authoritative sources on health they topics. They love the argument from authority. They sure do. <laughs> and we continuously review our policies and products as real world events unfold. So unless your viewpoint is the official one. It does not belong on YouTube. So here's a question. If you link nope, to... Nope, you're not allowed to question things. 
<laughs> the science is settled. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, if you if you say I don't know, link to a say a European Union uh, authoritative source. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Well, what happens if you link to the U.S. one and the U.S. one contradicts the? They European? would never do that. <laughs> They, most of the governments of the world do march in lockstep, yeah. pretty much. Uh, the company said they're also <laughs> launching an information panel to provide, quote, viewers with context and information from local and global health authorities. Wow, you can get information from the same morons who lied to you about COVID for two years. Don't worry, they're telling you the truth this time. Oh, mm. I've, I've heard that that lunatic in uh, New Zealand is now the only source for truth in yes. New Zealand. Jacinda Ardern, I think is her name. We played that clip uh, a few nights ago on the show. The, uh, wow. the sole source for truth. That's literally what <laughs> yeah. this woman is saying. She the actually government, said it? Yeah, the government is your only source for truth. Oh, I want to go this. to the Ministry of Truth. Yeah, they, I'm surprised they don't call it that. Honestly, yeah. they do have multiple ministries of fill-in-the-blank. Yeah. You know, this- well, of course, that's how the Ministry of Truth <laughs> is named. They've, already, they've always done it that way in British and British-ish countries. Mm-hmm. Homeland Security... That's another one that I'm like, it's right out of a fiction, like a 1984 fiction uh, novel type of uh, dystopia. Um, the 1984 wasn't fiction. It was prophecy. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Good. So that's the update there. Uh, that's their latest crackdown that's uh, coming from YouTube. I just thought that was an, an interesting update. Because it's not going to get better on that platform. So if you're still on YouTube, you really need to get over to Library and Odyssey. And the nice thing about Library and Odyssey is they make it really easy. So if you already have a YouTube channel, when you sign up over at Odyssey, go to Odyssey. You can easily access it through video.freetalklive.com. And when you create your account, there's just a little checkbox that says that you have a YouTube account and you want to ingest or you know copy over basically all of your YouTube videos to the Odyssey and library platform. And then it just does it automatically for you and then all of your videos from youtube or it takes a like a you know depending on how many videos you have it takes some number of hours or a day or whatever but uh it'll be there which means when youtube decides that you're not politically correct and deletes your channel all of your work will not go up in smoke speaking correct. of which have you guys noticed that uh odyssey has gotten better and works like way smoother than they've upgraded to? their servers yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is a centralized site. So they they on the back end they do still rely on library if there are failures with their centralized servers. So mm. they're still technically connected to library, but in order for speed of service, they they do have central data repositories. Yeah. Uh, so, speaking of uh, data and repositories, safe deposit boxes, we teased this one earlier. The FBI raided some vaults last year, a private business. It's called U.S. Private Vaults, based in Beverly Hills, and they sell safe deposit boxes. Uh, the FBI raided them to seize those boxes and assets belonging to hundreds of people who were never suspected of having committed crimes. And now prosecutors are trying to keep the public in the dark about why this effort was undertaken in the first place and are offering little justification for why the secrecy is necessary. We wanted and we took it. What, what What's so hard to understand? Attorneys representing the victims of the raid say the de- depositions could contain important information about how and why the FBI... Uh, decided to seize and catalog the private belongings of their customers at U.S. private vaults, and they asked the federal judge handling the case to allow transcripts of those depositions in question, including one interview with Lynn Zellhart, the FBI's lead agent in the case, to be filed in their entirety. Unless Judge R. Gary Klausner allows the depositions to be made public, attorneys for the plaintiffs will have to rely 
or sorry, will have to continue heavily redacting their filings in a case. And that might be sufficient to address the acute legal issues in the lawsuit, but it obviously harms the general public's right to be informed about the bigger issues at stake. Reason Magazine, which is doing the reporting here, has been covering the case since the beginning, plans to file its own brief requesting that depositions be unsealed. Quote, if the government is successful, it means the public will have only an incomplete window on what happened here, says an attorney for the Institute of Justice, by the way, great libertarian oh, yeah. law I firm, like those guys. Uh, representing some of the customers. They told Reason, quote, that flips the public's right of access on its head. And we'll tell you more about what happened in this case. You can share your thoughts as well. The number is 603-283-6160. Again, they just raided this business, which had private safe deposit boxes and just took a bunch of stuff. Apparently without any justification whatsoever for it. They're not talking about it. Uh, There's more on the way here, and you can share your thoughts. Again, 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can join us here, 603-283-6160, and bring up whatever you want. 603-283-6160, Ian, Nobody, and Chris in the studio here tonight. And, of course, you can join us anytime you want over at freetalklive.com. Thanks to Eli123KY, who is a Free Talk Live supporter of our AMPS uh, Patreon. You can join him over at amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. Help us advertise, market, promote, and support Free Talk Live and get some cool perks, some benefits for you when you sign up over at amps.freetalklive.com. Let's go to James in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. James. Hey, I know I'm a little off subject, but I was going to talk about a story you and uh, Bonnie and Nikki talked about two nights ago. Sure. What was that? I was listening to a re-air about the jail story in Clark County, Indiana. Oh, uh, the jail, right, where they uh, there were two jail guard, or there was a jail guard who gave the keys to two male inmates to the F- oh, to the one. female cell block, and then multiple male inmates went over and commenced to uh, rape and assault in various different ways the women in that cell block, and the jail uh, acted like, well, no one saw this happening. How how did this happen? And you know, pretended to be completely ignorant about it. Well, well, what I'm going to say is. I'm totally unsurprised by the events mm-hmm. because that's what I expect, unfortunately. Um, what I am surprised by is how our society has become so complacent that these same people are allowed to eat in restaurants, shop in stores, and generally live next to families and children and people that just want to turn a blind eye to this. Yeah, when you say these same people, you mean the corrections officers and the administrators exactly. of the jail? Mm-hmm. Yes. They should be Where, driven from society. Mm. Right. So one of my famous stories my father would tell me from Milwaukee County was back in the 50s, there was a very corrupt sheriff, because you can imagine it was pretty crooked back then, and he'd stretch too far into regular stores and regular people. He turned up floating down the river one day and... The next day, there was a new sheriff, and nobody cared. Hmm. Well, who's <laughs> going to miss a corrupt sheriff? Right. Sounds and like a public service. What happened? 
Yeah. Never found it's out. Just, I mean, maybe now all... all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's nothing I could do. What am I going to do? Turn this guy his way? He's eating in my restaurant. Well, he's a crooked criminal. Of course you're going to turn yeah, him Yeah, you away. could. You could say no <laughs> cops here. No cops allowed. We won't serve you. <laughs> that doesn't sound like it would end very well. But It happened. There was one, uh, I think it was like a leftist bookstore out in, I don't know if it was Portland or Seattle or something years ago. I mean, they were commies, but they were right about this one where they just refused service to any law enforcement. And that was their right to do that. Uh, James, thanks for the call tonight. I do appreciate hearing from you and the thoughts. Let's talk to Jack in Washington. You're on Free Talk Live. Jack. Yeah, I have a question um, for nobody. Here it okay. is. Um, are you happy today? Because a lot of us listeners listen a lot actually care. So do you feel kind of relieved? Because um, I feel you I'm kind of relieved. I mean, I I just had eighty percent of my net worth stolen, and mm-hmm. and it I and I had just very little to begin with, so I'm not real happy about that. Um, but uh, you know, I'm I'm glad not to have to deal as directly with these psychopaths for a while. Um, I guess that's the, uh, that's the main thing. It's, it's, it's exhausting, you know, and, uh, and, uh, you know, when, when you, you don't have, have much to begin with and, and it's just surviving is, is an effort having these lunatics on your case all the time is just draining. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's um, this might be a good opportunity to thank the people who contributed uh, to recuperating for uh, with the raids and everything, um, because that did help um, in terms of some, somewhat compensating. Yeah. Um, for yeah. you know, you know, not necessarily the government's. St- well, I guess some of that was stolen money. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else, Jack? Oh, just uh, you know, we're all these crazy callers in this you know time period of the earth. And there's a lot of people that really care about you guys. Thanks, Jack. Appreciate the kind words, and thanks for checking in here tonight. Yeah. Uh, All right, so a little more here from Reason. So they're reporting on this uh, case where the FBI took... A bunch of people's stuff with with no reason whatsoever. They they raided a business called U.S. Private Vaults, and uh, Reason reported that there are substantial constitutional issues raised by this raid that ought to worry any American concerned about privacy. Before raiding the business, the FBI built a lengthy case against U.S. Private Vaults owners who have been charged with several crimes, but the business's hundreds of customers were viewed as guilty by association, and the FBI's affidavit seeking permission to seize the safe deposit boxes stored at their office reported Applied, uh, rather relied on sweeping generalizations rather than specific allegations of wrongdoing. Importantly, the warrant authorizing the raid explicitly forbade the FBI from seizing the safe deposit boxes yep. or their contents. But See, the- I don't understand how they can publicly justify, if, if they went in and just stole stuff that they were not authorized to take why are they not in prison okay this is the this is the hilarious part they were authorized to seize the thing the boxes were on but not the boxes themselves and this is why it was like like they have like a defense 
even though it explicitly said they cannot search the boxes themselves. Wow. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what. There's some states, I guess, that have locked themselves into contracts with private prisons that Mm -hmm. require them to keep these prisons full. That's right. And I think what we should do is, to the extent that those contracts are enforceable, great. Fill them up with law enforcement. Fill them up with legislators. (laughs) Fill them up with politicians. Fill them up with the scum of the earth. Agents seized hundreds of safe deposit boxes anyway, then opened them and rifled through their contents under the guise of cataloging the items. That effort seems to have been a little more than a fishing expedition in search of additional criminality and attorneys for the victims of the FBI's warrantless search. What did they need more criminality for? It sounds like they had plenty of criminality. (laughs) Just looking at their own office. uh, Are now asking that all records created by that effort be destroyed. Why do the depositions matter to all this? The interviews with the head agent and other uh, officers who authorized the raid could clarify key aspects of its planning and execution. Some of that might not matter to the lawsuits, but it would give the public a better view of why the FBI believed they had the authority to conduct the privacy-violating seizures. For example, the information provided by Jesse Murray, the head of the forfeiture unit at the L.A. field office, could give public vital insights into how the FBI views its powers to seize and forfeit private property, but there's no way for the average person to get that information now. In a brief filed Monday, prosecutors made no substantial claims about why the information in the four depositions should be kept secret. Instead, they argued that a customary practice means the only pages of depositions filed as part of the legal record would be those specifically cited in the plaintiff's opening briefs. In other words, if attorneys for the plaintiffs agree to limit the pages of transcripts filed, they would be able to unredact the citations in their briefs. In return, the rest of the depositions would remain confidential. So that's a little confusing to me, but apparently they're trying to cut some kind of a deal to where some pages would be allowed public but the rest of them would remain sealed. But why keep Is them- that saying that the people who are suing, but the people would be revealed, but not the people who are not suing? Somehow the attorneys pla- uh, for the plaintiffs would agree to limit the number of pages filed. They would be able to unredact certain citations yeah. in return for the rest of the It seems very unclear. It's very scummy, very sneaky sounding. But why keep any part secret? The public has a right to know how the plan to raid the vaults unfolded, particularly in light of the ruling last year in a related case that the FBI had provided no factual basis for the seizures. Separately, in a ruling that denied the government's attempt to get a lawsuit over the seized items dismissed, Klausner found the government's case against private vaults customers was not based on, quote, anything more than pure conjecture. There there is some information that I think should be um, redacted. And that is like the names of the customers, uh, specifically the names of the customers and the contents of their boxes. Mm-hmm. Their privacy has already been been violated, and mm-hmm. that should not be compounded by then publishing what they found in the in these violations. That makes sense. But um, that's not what they're trying the to protect. But the government doesn't have a right to secrets. The no. government is supposed to be servants of the people. <laughs> Obviously, they're I mean, not. You they're laugh. slave masters. <laughs> you laugh, but it, that really is how it's supposed to be. But they don't act like servants. No, they don't. No, no. They're. I mean, they are the masters. Yep. We are the slaves. They hold the whips. And we are out of time for tonight. You can join us tomorrow night online between now and then. You can find us online over at freetalklive.com. By the way, now that nobody is off of his restrictions from uh, pretrial 
he can be back on social media. So once you're back, we'll announce it here on Free Talk Live. Stay tuned for that.